Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good evening and welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. Uh, my name is Chris and I don't have Mark this week. He's uh, on business abroad. He's gone to France and he's uh, he's doing what's called a Webster just over the border in Germany. Uh, but with me I have Emma. Hi. How are you? I'm not bad, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Yeah, not so bad. It's been a good week of football, isn't it? been a full week of football. It certainly has, hasn't it? We've had Premier League matches, Champions League matches. Uh, we've had Championship matches as well, haven't we? And then the Europa League as well. And the Europa League. Spurs have just won, haven't they? They were winning when I last watched it. Yeah, 2-1. 2-1, yeah, I think they won. So they're, um, that means they'll lose on Sunday for our predictions. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about, first of all, we're going to talk about uh, Crystal Palace and Sunderland. Uh, Palace won Sunderland 3 on Monday night. It was the last Premier League game of the last round. Uh, Stephen Fletcher scored 2, Jordi Gomez scored 1 for Sunderland and Wes Brown as crap as ever with a fantastic end goal. It was, it was quite a spectacular end goal, wasn't it? It was brilliant. He kind of fell into it, didn't he? <laughs> He's one of those people that just never seems to go his way. No. I do feel he's always kind of been a bit like it. Even at United, he was a little bit like it, wasn't he? Yeah, well, I think that's why it shows where he's playing now, isn't it? Yeah, Tim and Bartes always used to get in each other's way, didn't they? <laughs> but um, I kind of thought I, I was a little bit disappointed because I thought the keeper kind of stopped the previous shot on the line, and it would have been good to see the goal line technology again. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of them both? Were Palace unlucky or Sunderland brilliant? really a lot separating them I think if if you're watching them by half time I don't think you would have said obviously Sunderland were winning 1-0 but I don't think you would have said they'd have gone on to win 3-1 but they just Palace just didn't look that inspiring did they they didn't seem to be as up for it as maybe Sunderland did obviously they got a man sent off which is never going to help I thought he was a little lucky did you? Yeah, I thought he didn't really touch him. when he, he kind of pulled him back a little bit, didn't he? And I don't really think he pulled him all that much. I think the game was getting a bit gritty at that point, wasn't it? And there was a lot of tackles and things going in that maybe the referee should have reacted to a bit more. Mm. And I think potentially it's one of those situations when he's given away so many that actually the final one isn't the worst one you've seen, but it's got to the point where he's got to do something about it. Yes, I suppose so. It's like a, a catalogue of, of them and it's just the final one. He's just straw that broke the camel's back in, they say. Yeah, I think so. Because there was, I mean, there were worse tackles going in all game mm. than what he got the, the red card for, but, well, the second yellow. But it sort of just happened, didn't it? Had someone was going to go, they were all getting a bit 
furious with each other. Yeah, I think Palace had got a sense of injustice as well, because they? they felt that Fraser Campbell should have had a penalty after sort of 30 seconds or so. <laughs> Do you think it was a penalty? I did, yeah. I think it was, but have you ever seen a penalty given within the first minute? No. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't think you ever are going to. No, but then, you know, it's one of those things that if it wasn't in the first minute or if it happened elsewhere on the pitch, it would have been a penalty. Or it would have been a foul, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. But, I don't you know, I, Phil Dad was the referee and I was looking at him because I, I noticed him after the United-Chelsea game. If you see the way he showed those two yellow cards to Ivanovic... I don't know whether you remember this or not, but he kind of sort of thrust them up with wild abandon as if he was on some kind of um, show or display or something like that. He's got a bit of a belly on him as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Can, do you think he sort of keeps... Well, I don't know if you can sort of think about him specifically, but he's not of the build of someone um, like Mark Clattenburg or somebody where you, you could imagine keeping up a play a little bit more and making the most correct of decisions. No, potentially. I don't think he's... He His name does crop up, doesn't it, from time to yeah. time? But he's not... I don't think he's the most hated referee by a long way. And I don't think... You know, you've got your assistants. And, OK, assistants can't see everything, obviously, if it's on the other side of the pitch. But I don't think the referee... Obviously, they have to have a fitness to some degree but no you do even you know especially when you come down the leagues you look at some people and you just think there's no way they're going to be able to run from one side of the pitch to the other but you know they've all got away with it haven't they they must take fitness tests as referees they must do yeah you can't imagine someone like phil down keeping up with someone like angel de maria can you (laughs) (laughs) no not by a long stretch no um neil warnock said he was um He's saying they should appeal for a lot more penalties. He thinks they're too honest and they try and stay on their feet a little bit too much. But then that's, that's Neil Warnock, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think he's just uh, having a ramble about absolutely nothing, in my opinion, as he often does. Yes, everything is everybody else's fault but his. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Tuesday night was the return of the Champions League. Arsenal 3 and Vet 3, first of all. Uh, Arteta... Alex Sanchez and Alex, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain putting them 3 nil up. Uh, some kind of calamitous collapse, though, uh, meant the game finished 3 all. Wenger said the result was annoying and he was very disappointed. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, I saw this. I think I must have seen it at half-time when it was 2 nil, And it was in those things that like, oh, so right, then Arsenal will win, no need to worry about it. And it wasn't until the next morning that I actually saw the result. And was a bit like, well, how 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 on earth did that happen? You wouldn't think Arsenal Arsenal against any team being three nil up at home. Surely they should not be conceding three against anyone. No, especially the former Portsmouth within, player as well. <laughs> exactly, all within half an hour of each other as well. Yeah, maybe you know they're just getting too comfortable with with this sort of football that they have at the Emirates and everyone, you know, fans had sort of come off the pressure pedal and pedal, um, and the, the players just sort of were, were getting comfortable, which is what I think the Angelic manager said, didn't he? Yeah. Sort of, they got too comfortable and we, it wasn't over, which I think is very true. It's the only way that that happens, isn't it? Yeah, there's like a sort of haze, isn't there, at the Emirates? that They're expected to win, they go a few up and then everyone goes on autopilot a little bit and they don't know how to react when uh, a team gets a goal back. 
Exactly. But they only need one point from two games. Which are at home to Bayern Munich and away to Galatasaray? Dortmund. Is that right? Yeah. Dortmund. Home to Dortmund, yeah. But away to Galatasaray. Oh, right, German team. Yeah. We can imagine getting at least four points from that, can't you? Where are Gal- Galatasaray aren't doing too well in the... I'm just trying to find they're it. They're awful. I think they're bottom, aren't they? Dortmund are qualified. Yeah. Bottom one with one point. Mm. So, yeah, you would think that they're going to... Arsenal should win that. Yeah. Here's a question for you. When was the last time Arsenal reached the quarterfinals? Oh, um, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't even know when to guess. 2010. Well, that wasn't too bad. Not that long ago. Do you not think Club of Arsenal stature? Yeah, but they only just managed to beat win the FA Cup last year. I'm not I'm not surprised by that. But if you were an Arsenal fan, you would kind oh, of think that was a bare minimum, wouldn't you? You would I think maybe an Arsenal fan of sort of six years ago would have thought that, but I think the Arsenal fan or and well, six years to last season would have thought that, but I think you know, I think they were getting used to sort of being well, that people have always said, isn't it, that their stadium is their trophy, mm. that they've been getting into Europe and they've been able to pay for it and everything. And I think Arsenal fans, as much as you know, everyone else has a rant that they've not won anything, I think they've sort of come to the point of realisation that they're always going to be in Europe, they're always going to see good teams, but they weren't ever going to get anywhere. Yeah. So maybe now with the FA Cup win, depending on how they do this season, maybe they will start asking for more. Well, I don't know if it will come this year. Or I don't think they're strong enough this year against the other teams in Europe. No, I think they're some way away, aren't they? It's a bit of a cash cow for them without having to win. Yeah, I think so. Uh, also on so, Tuesday... Sorry, go on. No, don't worry. Okay. Uh, also on Tuesday we had Madrid 1, Real Madrid 1, Liverpool 0. Karim Benzema scored. Now we had Selection Gate here. Have you Presumably you've heard about this. Liverpool dropped um, or made seven changes for the team that lost at the weekend to... I think it was Newcastle, wasn't it? Gerard Sterling, Henderson, Balotelli, Lovren all dropped. Uh, Torre, Kelo Torre, Emre Can, uh, or Chan, uh, Fabio Barini all brought in. Selection was criticised by Gary Lineker before the game. It said it was throwing in the white towel. Uh, Brendan Rodgers said Gary Lineker has never been a manager, which is very true. <laughs> um, but I watched this and I thought that the, all the changes. The players played quite well. Torrey had a good game. Emre Chan had a good game in midfield. Uh, Barini looked quite lively. Lucas had a good game as well. It could be argued that the players that he would have picked lost 3-0 at Anfield and this second string team put on a much better performance. Well, you would... Uh, yeah, completely. From what Real Madrid did to them in the reverse fixture, you would think that only losing 1-0 with arguably... the half a team that you wouldn't expect to see is a pretty good result. Yeah, and restricting Ronaldo to only 10 shots. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but I thought they did okay. Uh, there was a couple of spells where they, they pressed Real, uh, Real Madrid, uh, but Varane is just unbelievably classy at the back. There was a point where Markovic was through on goal and from about 15 yards away without even running particularly fast, Varane just came in and just stole the ball off him and passed. He just oozes class. Did you ever think that you would 
get anything out of that game? No, uh, I kind of thought if we keep it below five, I'd be quite happy. But I, I was impressed with the attitude of the players, to be honest with you. I mean, people like Barini have had a bit of stick because they've, they've seen as uh, not being ambitious for, uh, you know, for, for staying at Liverpool and maybe taking the money. Whereas he, he, he put on quite a good show, I thought. Colo Torre, I thought, had a good game as well. So I was fairly pleased. I just hope that it gets justified at the weekend by uh, playing Chelsea. That's all. <laughs> mm. um, Dortmund won. Dortmund are qualified. Uh, Porto, PSG, Real Madrid and Barcelona, I think, have also qualified for the next round. Wednesday night, we had Man City 1, CSK and Moscow 2. Now, we both saw this, didn't we? Yep. Um, how terrible or how good were Man City and Moscow? It's they were just average, weren't they? They just that didn't look like they were going to be. They didn't look like the team that they look like when they play at home in the Premier League. In the they, Premier they League, did, maybe they did. I don't know. I just think that it's, it's something about Europe, isn't it? They're just they're never going to. I don't think they're in the next five to ten years not going to win it. I and I think that's. Know. A stumble, that's a huge stumbling block for maybe not the players they've signed so far, but the players going forward, whether you know they're going to be happy with a team that's sitting bottom of Group E at the moment. Well, Bramovich bought Chelsea in 2003, it took them nine years to win Champions League. Admittedly, they had a bit more success, didn't they? they you know, they, they got to semi finals and and not than the final in 2008, but. You just can't see Man City anytime soon making any decent assault on the Champions League. It's not like any team goes there fearing them. No, not at all. Which I think is the opposite to the Premier League. Mm. But they just, they just were, they were just acting like spoiled kids by the end of it, weren't they? They were all getting frustrated. Obviously, had the two players sent off. They just, you know, they had. I'm just reading it now. They had sixty-three percent of the possession, and they did. They looked. They were. You could see that from watching it, but they just didn't look like they were going to do anything with it, which is not what you would expect of Man City, and it's not what you would see in the Premier League. No. I mean, there were awful goals to give away, weren't there? The head of Yaya Torre lost his man, and then Clichy giving the ball away. Well, yeah, just lazy goals, weren't they? Yeah, and the sending offs, like you say, were both perfectly avoidable. And then Aguero booked for a dive um, towards the end as well, wasn't it? It was nowhere yeah, near a really- penalty. No. I felt a bit let down by that because I don't normally have him down as a diver. Well, I think the commentators did, didn't they? They said he's usually one you can rely to stay on your feet on his feet, mm. and it was awful behaviour, really. They've only won one of their last five. Not good enough to win the league, is it? No, no, not at all. Uh, have you seen the photograph of the young lad eating um, a peanut butter sandwich? No. This is this has kind of been summed up in a few places as uh, as a reason for City's malaise. The fans just don't really take the Champions League all that seriously. They're more interested in the Premier League, and you can kind of see that on the players. This young lad is actually making a peanut butter sandwich during the match. He's not just opening a sandwich box and eating one. He's actually making it during the game. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, it depends, I suppose, if the club are reflecting that. But I can't imagine they're reducing their prices for Champions League. So people are still going out of their way and spending quite a lot of money to go and watch these games. Mm. 
you'd think they would still expect the players to be playing with the same ferocity that they do in in the Premier League. Well, maybe this is the thing. You, you maybe you pay more for the for the Champions League games, and you go there expecting to be entertained. And of course, the atmosphere therefore is a little bit flatter. Yeah, potentially. Um, moving on to Chelsea. Chelsea had a one-one draw away at Maribor. Uh, Nemanja Matic scored for Chelsea. Ian hasn't missed a penalty. Now he's got a twenty-seven out of thirty success rate for penalties, so it's not too bad. Um, and Mourinho criticised his players' attitude a little bit. Said only when Maribor scored did his own players realise the danger, which seems a fairly succinct thing to say. Watch, having watched the match, I just. I wasn't. I wasn't watching it solely. It was sort of on in the corner of my eye from the Man City game. But from what I saw, I mean, the penalty was just awful. It was, wasn't it? I don't know why that was his. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he slipped or something. I didn't see it, but it was just awful. He's. I've not. I've not seen him do one like that. No. You know, like like we said in on the Champions League, which to teams like Chelsea should be the centre stage. Surely that's when these sort of mistakes should not be happening. Mm. Because it just goes to show you end up drawing with teams like Maribor. And again, if you're going to win the Champions League, you don't have results like that, do you? No, you can't imagine Bayern Munich lose, uh, drawing at Maribor, can you? Why? Well, up next for Chelsea is uh, Schalke, managed by... Do you know? I... Oh, I do know, but I'm not... It's not there. Roberto Di Matteo, of course, won the Champions League, oh. didn't he? Yeah. That should be an interesting one. Yeah, well, hopefully he gets a nice big warm welcome. I would have thought so. Yeah, I'm sure Mourinho's got a few things to say, but you'd hope he has a nice warm welcome. Elsewhere <laughs> <laughs> in the Champions League, uh, Juventus had to win. They really, really did. They're still third, but they managed to overcome Olympiacos 3-2. Um... Atletico Bilbao lost 2-0 to Porto. Their goalkeeper was undone by Divit. Have you seen this? No. All passed sideways across the air. Passed back from his left back uh, to the keeper. Just as it goes to hit the keeper, it bobbles over the top of his foot straight to Jackson Martinez, who scores from about a yard out. Oh, no. Very unfortunate, but very funny. Uh, <laughs> PSG beat Apoel 1-0. Um, Edison Cavani scored after something like 50 seconds or something like that. And Bayern Munich beat Roma 2-0. Ribery and Goetze scored. And IX2, Barcelona... Oh, IX0, Barcelona 2. Do you know what's special about this game? Nope. Lionel Messi has equaled Raul's oh, record. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. A one Is it one goal ahead of Ronaldo now? Well, yes. Although some cheeky waggers pointed out on Twitter tonight that Ronaldo did score a goal in qualifying once for um, the Champions League. But I don't know whether that counts or not. I don't think it does. No. I think that's clutching at straws somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, uh, Messi is level, Ronaldo is uh, one behind, isn't he? So it'll be interesting to see who gets there first. It, yeah, I think it'll become the new competition between the pair of them, won't it? I think so. They're both fairly stratospheric, as it is. <laughs> uh, well, that's the Champions League then. We also had some Championship games this week. Um Birmingham won. They beat Watford 2-1. That's the second, only the second home win since October 2013. That's a horrendous record. It's awful. That's a whole season. That's, that's your entire season ticket without seeing your team win. 
I thought things were bad at Pompey sometimes, but maybe not. I was going to say, even you haven't had it that bad. Um, Bournemouth won 2-0. They beat Sheffield Wednesday. Forest lost at home 3-1. Now, the Forest are winless in 10. Do you remember when Forest were top of the league? Yeah, and being scouted to go up. It didn't seem that long ago, does it? No, not at all. No. Um, Fulham drew 2-2. Blackpool. Uh, Bolton beat Cardiff 3-0. Mr. Slade's not on a very good start there, is he? <laughs> I don't think anyone was going to. Cardiff sort of seemed to have a bit of a mind of their own, no matter what's being said at them. No, I know. Oh, and this is uh, one for Leeds fans Ross and um, Colin. Leeds drew 2-2 with Charlton, which leaves them in 17th place with 17 points. And on Saturday, they go to play their 17th game of the season. Now, their owner is... Massimo Cellino, he's Italian, isn't he? The number 17 in Italy has the same connotation as the number 13 in this country. So um, it's an unlucky number is 17, yet it's all palindromic for uh, for that number for the Leeds. He doesn't let them have the number 17 shirt and all this sort of thing. That's what Paddy Kenny used to wear, and now Paddy Kenny doesn't play for Leeds. So that's what they think. Have a guess what the top three is in the, in the championship? I know Bournemouth are top. Yeah. And I know that they are travelling to Middlesbrough on Saturday, who are second. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you who are occupying the playoff places at the moment. Well, Watford are third. And then Derby fourth, Ipswich fifth, and Wolves are sixth. That's... Hmm. That surprises me. It is, isn't it? Although Wolves only went up, they weren't... They haven't... I don't think they've done anything that I've seen that's been that amazing and I don't think I think a return to the Premier League would only be a very swift departure out at the Premier League again and they lost on Saturday on, on um, the other day as well they lost 2-1 to, to Ipswich I know what you mean it, 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 I mean this is a bit like when Southampton got promoted from League 1 wasn't it I think they went straight back up as well into the Premier League didn't they I don't know if but sorry to rub that in <laughs> Southampton had quite a, had quite a decent not the best, but a decent financial backing. Yeah. And obviously they've got their academy, which they rely on. And I don't think Wolves particularly have either of those attributes. No. Well, four of the bottom five are ex-Premier League teams. Blackpool, Bolton, Birmingham, Fulham, and they got Brighton, and then Wigan. Wigan, I'm surprised, are down there. I would have thought they would be doing better this season. Yeah, I was... <laughs> The championship is, I think, one of those this year, one of those seasons, one of those seasons that anyone can beat anyone on their day. Yeah. And it's just who becomes over the time the most consistent. Because as much as I like seeing Bournemouth up there, I don't think they will be going up as champions this year. I don't think they are will be consistent enough for that. No, I'm hoping Eddie Howe is um, Harry Redknapp's replacement in waiting. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think he wouldn't leave Bournemouth again. No, he got, but... he got homesick before and scuttled back as quick as he could, didn't he? Yeah, he went to Burnley and then sort of came, you know. I remember seeing it actually on our local news, because obviously we have the same local news as Bournemouth, and it was the age-old, oh, I love this club, I'm never going anywhere, why would I leave? Well, and then the next day he was unveiled as the Burnley manager. So I was, I, at the time, I was quite surprised when the Bournemouth fans sort of took him back with open arms. Mm. Obviously, now I can see what he can do. It's completely understandable why they were so happy to have him back. Have you still got the mad Russian down there? 
Bournemouth. Yeah. Whose wife does the team talks. I don't sure if he's their chairman anymore. No? Couldn't tell you. But yeah, his wife turned up rather merry one day, didn't she? And went in and told them they were all useless. She did. I bet she looked a sight. Uh, the England squad has been announced to play uh, Slovenian Euro qualifiers and Scotland. Uh, Berahino has um, been included in the England squad and recalls the shoot downing Theo Walcott and Michael Carrick. I can kind of understand Theo Walcott shoot downing. Um, he's having a bit of a renaissance, isn't he? Michael Carrick, mm, he's struggling to get in the United team. He's only getting in there as a defender at the moment. But I'm very pleased to see Berahino. I think, yeah, it's one for the... Uh, well, you can't argue with it, can you? He's playing really, really well. So I think there would have been more criticism of um, Hodgson if he hadn't have included him. Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, yeah, it's Scotland, but taking a step back from that, it is a friendly. And it's Slovenia, which you would hope, even with a sort of half-hearted England team they'd still be able to win. Well, Chelsea didn't win in Slovenia. <laughs> and I can imagine Chelsea are probably a better team than England. I would have thought so. But <laughs> I'm, mm, I can't, I just think that it's, you know, I would like to see more, um, more experimenting, I guess, because I think that's what England lack. I think because obviously England don't play, you know, they play, what, two, three games on the bounce yeah. and then it goes away again for a few months. And I think that because of that, it is hard for the manager to try and experiment and see what works and what doesn't without being absolutely slated in the press or be slated by fans because they're paying all this money to go see them and they're still not winning. When actually, if we took a step back, it would be much better for him to include people like, you know, recalling Carrick and then putting him in, finding out he really doesn't work and then shipping him off again. Yeah, I think people need to take a step back and realise that's much better for it to happen now than to happen in two years' time. Yeah, I agree. I also kind of hope Liverpool put a cheeky bid in for Berahina in January. <laughs> because I think he would suit them quite well. Do you think? I think so, yeah. If they want to play the mobile pressing game um, with a bit of pace and as backup for storage, I think he would be quite a good player. It probably suits it better than Balotelli does. And that's not supposed to be a dig up Balotelli. But I just think the style of play that Rogers wants to play may suit Berahina more than Balotelli. I liked his article, um, obviously, when he's after he'd been named, saying that he owes it all to his mum. Yes. Well, that was quite sweet. Yeah, he loves his mum. <laughs> uh, in other news, um, TV star Katarina Sorekovic uh, was asked to leave the side of the pitch during the Red Star, recent Red Star Belgrade fan, uh, as her beauty was distracting the players on the pitch. This is something I'm sure you've come across many times yourself. Oh, God. Completely. <laughs> this happens every week with you, doesn't it, Dana? <laughs> this is why Portsmouth have been bad for so long. Since you started going. <laughs> so it's just gone downhill. <laughs> uh, and in Portsmouth-related news, David James has been declared bankrupt. Uh, over a career, they think he's earned £20 million. Uh, but due to his divorce in 2005 he's uh, built up a whole wealth of debts I think his divorce lawyer or her divorce lawyer must have been the same one that Ray Parler's wife had had by the looks of it <laughs> um, have you seen some of the things that have been auctioned off 
No, I haven't. Okay, as well as various football memorabilia, sort of signed shirts and caps and all that sort of thing. Uh, 1,800 vinyl records, some DJ turntables, some rally chopper bikes, uh, a chainsaw, and a customised Astra three-door van. Have you seen this van? No. It's metallic purple, it's got blacked-out windows, and I think it's got a sort of sound system in the back again. Why? I have no idea. Why? Why would you? If you were a footballer and you could do all that to a vehicle, why would you do it to an Astra van? You'd do it to a Bugatti or something, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would have thought so. Yeah. I don't really understand this because it. How? How does someone who has earned so much? I get his divorce, but then if that was in two thousand and five, like. I think he was one of the players named in the list of ex-players that Pompey still owed money to. So he would have only been paid off with that sort of money, which I think was about a million within the last two years. What's he doing with it all? I don't know. It must be fun, though, to get in debt, having already had £20 million at some point. You must feel like a right plonker. I know. Well, he's he's currently out in India, isn't he? He's um player manager of one of the teams in the Indian Super League. Maybe he will enjoy a better way of life over there. Yeah, well, he's gone from Iceland to India. Yeah, I was. I saw him. I, that was the last time I sort of saw him was um, when him and Herman Horidison's Icelandic team came over and played. And then I didn't hear anything about him, and then he just popped up in India. <laughs> just appeared one day. Just, yeah, someone started chatting about him being a player manager in India. All right. There he goes. And. Uh, Right, we move on to our Premier League predictions now. Uh, every week we discuss uh, each individual forthcoming Premier League fixture. And we discuss whether we think it will be a win, a loss or a draw for our particular team. And we get a point for each correct one. Now, I got four correct ones last week. Mark got five. Emma, you only got three. <gasps> oh, no. No, I know. So you need to pull your little socks up this week if you want to stay <laughs> in the lead. I think you're still in the lead by a couple of points. That's all right, then. But I don't think that's helped what you had last week. I think where you went wrong, I think um, me and Mark predicted Newcastle wins. And you didn't, I don't think. Yes. Little little ones like that, I think. Uh, well, the only kick-off this week is Liverpool-Chelsea. Now, Mark has gone for Chelsea. I am going to go for Chelsea. Can you make a case for Liverpool? I'm afraid not. No? You're going to go for Chelsea as well, are you? Yep. All these rested players, all <laughs> relaxed and chilled out and chomping at the bit to get going for Liverpool. Do you think they will be chomping at the bit? Mm, no. No, I think, I mean, I can... You can make a case for all the players that played on Tuesday to play on Saturday. Because all, their repl- all the regular replacements all actually had decent games. Lovren has not been playing well. Cola Torre came in and played well. Yeah. Henderson, maybe you were keeping ahead of Lucas. Barini, you'd quite easily play ahead of um, um, Balotelli. Chan had a better game than um, Gerard maybe would have done. It'll be that. It's, it's a no-win situation, though, isn't it? Because if he changes back to his original team, then if, you know his um, what you'd look at and say is the first team, everyone will slate him for... T- players that had decent performances but didn't get picked whereas if he goes for the team that played midweek and then did absolutely awfully 
he's got all this talent and money sitting on the bench, he's going to get slated for that too. Exactly. So I think he just sort of has to go for it, doesn't it? Doesn't he? He does. He made a bit of a rod for his own back, hasn't he? A little bit, yeah. So all three of us going for a Chelsea win. Right, Burnley versus Hull, three o'clock Saturday. I've got a question for you. How many games... Well, no, how well do you think Hull have done this season? Think about the money they've spent and all this sort of thing. My impression was they've done okay. Oh, yeah, I don't think they've done too badly, have they? One win in nine. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I thought, why, do I keep, why do I think they're doing all right? That's what I thought. Every time I see them on some sort <laughs> of highlights thing, they, they seem to be winning. Hmm. Might have to change my prediction on that note. Well, Mark's gone for Hull. But this is Burnley. But they do have to win at some point, don't they? I think I'm going to go for Burnley. Are you? Yeah, I think so. You sucker. You fell for me then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one win in nine isn't good. I'm going to go for a draw. I think. We were talking about it last week, weren't we? When when does it become that Sean Dyche's job is is depending on the next win? I think he's okay for the season. Was it Mark that was really sort of like, oh, he's going to go? My, I know yeah. it was one of you. I honestly think he's okay. I kind of think that Burnley see this as a bit of a bonus and they'll take the parachute payments. Yeah, I agree. But I, I think that he... I mean, the Burnley fans are going to want something to cheer about. Yeah. it's. I've been through those seasons when you walk away from the ground and you've lost every game. And they're not nice. They don't make you want to go back. I think, I think he'll know that. Yeah. I think he will feel that pressure... Not necessarily his job is depending on it, but he's going to need to win at some point. Yeah. So you think this could be the one? Yep. Go on then. Do it for Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester United Crystal Palace. No. If you can predict Manchester United's back four, you're a better person than I. <laughs> because there's no Rocco, is there? Their most experienced centre half at the moment is Tyler Blackett with six appearances. Oh. So I can imagine you'd have Michael Carrick, Luke Shaw. Oh, then you're kind of struggling. Um, Tyler Blackett and who would you have at right back? Must be somebody. Maybe Daley Blink could fill in at right back. I don't know. But it doesn't look good, does it? I think you'd leave your defence very open, wouldn't you? Well, you would, wouldn't you? There's just gaping holes everywhere. Yeah. Palace have only scored two fewer goals than United as well. So if you imagine that sort of makeshift defence and then you've got someone like Jason Punchin or you've got um, Fraser Campbell running at you they're very quick very pacey aren't they yeah I I still don't think I still I don't think Palace are going to win no I don't I would go for United still well I'm going to still go for United despite having said all that (laughs) (laughs) Right, the relentless march of Southampton goes on, Emma. Uh, I'm going for Saints because, you know what, they don't let you down. It's really depressing to say, but you bet on them and they don't let you down. I bet, uh, well, did I go, I can't remember if I went against them last week or I went for a draw. I think you went with them, didn't you? They still won. They always win. (laughs) It's getting getting depressing now. (laughs) 
I can't see Leicester, although Leicester looked good in the first few weeks, I can't see them creating any real problems for Southampton. Well, the worst thing they did was beat Man United, then they're in the bottom three and haven't won since. Yeah, I don't think they're going to come down to St Mary's and take anything back with them. Although apparently they have sold a really big allocation for the away end at St Mary's. Oh, have they? So they'll be nicely supported. Oh, good. It's not the longest trip home to think about the result. No, no, they certainly have longer. It'll always be worse. Yeah, so you're going to go Southampton, are you? Yeah. Um, West Ham versus Aston Villa. The Claret and Blue Derby. I'm going to go for West Ham, I think. Not Villa, they did score at the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There you go, they got a goal. They're fifth bottom now. I know, I don't think they will cause West Ham. West Ham have been good this season so far. For a team that I think many people thought would be really struggling. Yeah. I think they're doing all right. A lot of people have an eyes out of Big Sam, don't they? I think some people are kind of looking forward to him failing this year. I think that... I would hope that whatever happens, this would be his last job. And after this, he'll just sort of happily go and enjoy his retirement. Yeah, but that means he'll become a pundit on the TV. And you'll see more of him. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, people said that about Tim Sherwood, but luckily he's sort of... uh, I don't see his face. I hear his voice sometimes. Yeah. But he sort of he was a pundit for about a week, wasn't he? He was. He was on BT Sport, wasn't he? Oh, that's all right. I don't have BT Sport. That's why I don't see him. Oh, do you? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you can go and join Tim Sherwood on BT Sport. That's absolutely fine by me. Yeah, I have BT Sport. So I've got those two before the game and then I'll have Michael Owen during the game. Oh. That's the sound turn. If I turn the sound down, then I've got Alan Green. What do I do? Uh, so you're going to go for West Ham yeah right okie dokie Um, no Ben Teke for Aston Villa is there after his rather odd behaviour at the weekend so I'm going to go West Ham as well he was looking alright before he he did all that wasn't he well someone said they reckon he was um, on a fix really the way he just sort of this is allegedly for any man on the oh yeah just in case. Yeah. I don't know what he was... Oh, I don't know. Well, you... I don't know what they were doing. Villa's, Villa are just one of those teams, aren't they? They just don't really play to anyone else's script. They just sort of go and do their own thing. Sometimes they'll rock up and be really good. And other times they just sort of linger near the bottom, don't they? That's not a bad way to go through life, though, is it? <laughs> sure, it's exciting. Oh, yeah. Just turn up, do your own thing. <laughs> might work, might not. <laughs> uh, the late game is QPR Man City now I was thinking about this earlier on and I thought draw and I still think that really? yeah one winning five for Man City and they looked terrible didn't they and they were clinging on against United as well on Sunday yeah I still think they would have enough to see off QPR I'm afraid do you think? yeah I would think so god I'm going to go for a draw I know, I've just had a glass of Coke. Maybe I'm excited by that. <laughs> it's gone to your head. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, you're going to go for a Man City win. Yeah, I am. You're going to read your words, Webster. What's Mark gone for? He's gone for a Man City win. 
thought he might. Yeah. Also, I haven't said so. There's a Mark's gone for a Manchester United win. He's gone for a Southampton win, a West Ham win, and a Manchester City win. So you've all kind of done the same thing so far. Um. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for a draw. Sunderland Everton. This is an early kickoff on Sunday. Now he's gone for a draw on this one. Um. I would go for Everton. Would you? Yeah. I always, Sunderland's not good. I always fancy Sunderland at home, though. Why? I don't know, because I always get the feeling that it's a really hard place to go and they're capable of getting a result against teams there. Mm. Having said that, I think they lost 8-0 last time, but I don't know. I, I always feel it's a really a real sort of hard place to go. No, I'm not convinced. No? No. You're going Everton? Yep. I'm going to go Sunderland I don't know I just oh bloody hell but I, I said that and then I then I just saw Wes Brown's picture in my head so I'm going to go for everything <laughs> <laughs> it was Wes Brown giving you a thumbs up <laughs> yeah don't worry Chris I've got it covered <laughs> it was brilliant wasn't it that own goal he just sort of ran, fell over and hit his leg and went in. so sad with himself as well. He did, didn't he? He just sort of couldn't help but chuckle. He just wanted to give him a, a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, mate. It gets better. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, but I'm Wes Brown. It doesn't. <laughs> Tottenham Stoke. Now, Mark's gone for a draw in this one. I was thinking draw. Were you? Well, I, I always... I always fancy Stoke wherever they go, apparently, and then I wonder why I throw points away. But this is but, Tottenham um, after the Europa League. Exactly, and it was well, Spurs full stop. I don't think they've been that. They've been all. They've been good at some points, but I don't think they will. I don't think they'll beat Stoke. You're gonna go for a draw. Yeah. Have you read the Roy Keane book? No. He, Roy Keane talks about a time when. United were at White Hart Lane and Alex Ferguson came in for the team talk before the match and he looked at all the players and he went he shrugged his shoulders and went it spurs and then walked out <laughs> <laughs> and they won apparently <laughs> uh, and I kind of know how he feels um, oh I'm going to go for a stink win Bojan's got to come good for me at some point <laughs> um West Brom versus Newcastle. And I've got a couple of stats here. West Brom not lost in three. Newcastle have won four in a row. So surely, with the law of averages, this has got draw written over it. I was going to go with draw. Mark's gone for draw. I think they're both starting to find their feet a bit this season. And I think that they'll just sort of cancel each other out. Yeah? Yeah. Okie dokie. I'm trying to find Newcastle. Newcastle are 13th in the league at the moment. They've got the same number of points as Manchester United. <laughs> I think that says more about United there, does Newcastle. Oh, does it? <laughs> Fair enough. Do you know what? I'm going to go Newcastle. I'm on this. I'm being swept along with this wave of Pardew mania. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I loved the uh, Pardew back from the dead sign last week. What was that? It was... Just, just a massive banner saying Pardew back from the dead. I was a bit like, well, it's a bit harsh, isn't it? When everyone, you know, I can understand why it's there, but still shouldn't really need to be said. No, well, I'm just hoping these Newcastle friends are as quick to praise him as they are quick to slate him. Mm. I doubt that somewhat. But... No, I don't think 
So. <laughs> and the final game of the weekend is Swansea-Arsenal. Now, Mark's gone for Arsenal. I would think so. I would think Arsenal would uh, come out all guns blazing. Sanchez has scored 11 in 13. He scored a nice goal on Tuesday as well, didn't he? He did, didn't he? All these goals are nice, aren't they? <laughs> he doesn't sort of... He doesn't do a Wes Brown in the right end, does he? He doesn't sort of do tap-ins, does he? No, he um, he likes to make his mark. Yeah. No Arteta, though. Mm, I just don't think Swansea will cause them trouble. It may only be sort of a... Well, I don't even think I don't even know if it would be like a one nil. That's okay because I would have thought that Arsenal would try and instill the let's go and win this and let's win it properly this week. Mm. But I still, yeah, I think Arsenal would be fine. It took them seventy minutes to score against Burnley, didn't it? It did, but. I don't, I just, yeah, no, I think they'll be fine. Yeah? I think they'll do all right. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to go for a draw. It's at the Liberty Stadium, so I kind of think home advantage for, for Swansea. So we'll see how they get on uh, over the weekend when Ross and the guys review those matches. Um, that's it for me. Have you got any other business, Emma? No. Nope, nothing at all. There's a new article on the Man of the Post website uh, by Pete Swallow where what we've learned from this weekend's Premier League fixtures, which is actually quite a good read. Uh, I can recommend that one to you all. Anything you'd like to plug at all? No, not this week. No. Um, I'll do this one for Mark. Issue 6 of the Football Pink is still out and you could order that through uh, the Football Pink website and download the Exact Editions app and um, order it through there. It's a very good read. Uh, you can get Ross and Colin... Greg, Tom, and the other one um, on the Sunday show. I can't barely say his name. But every week he slags Liverpool off. <laughs> For no other reason than he's a jealous Everton fan. I can't say his name. <laughs> That's the lovely Adam. Um, they'll, be there on, they'll be here on Sunday again this week to review all the uh, weekend's matches we just predicted. So you can download that uh, pretty much Monday morning from iTunes. You can download this over the weekend from iTunes as well or the manonthepost.com website. New articles uh, like Pete's are going up all the while, so please check those out. If you do like what you hear, uh, then please feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Each five-star review is very grateful received by everybody, I can assure you of that. Uh, And you will get a Man of the Post fridge magnet by Colin, uh, which are true and real because I've got three on my fridge. Have you got one? I have got one. You can get three. Are you right? So all that remains to be said is if you want to follow Emma on Twitter, how do they follow you, Emma? At mwebs. You're at mwebs. I, if you want to follow me for whatever reason, I am at cearmband. Um, at Man of the Post is the Man of the Post uh, Twitter feed. And at the Football Pink, if you want to follow Mark, he'll be back here hopefully next week. Thank you ever so much for listening. And all that Rachel said is always remember to keep your man on the post.